drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. It is picked up by the line, coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30, at the 40. Drink it in, drink it in. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. Rolls to the right, Stafford throws deep. Got a man out there, Enzo, touchdown to Trumbier, Marvin Jones. Drink it in, drink it in. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. I couldn't do that last week. I was sick. Brother hasn't been sick in forever. I put it out on Twitter. I wasn't going to be able to do the Kool-Aid cast. I wasn't going to be able to knock out a Believe, B-L-E-A-V, and Lions. And I appreciate the love from all the Kool-Aid drinkers out there for you. Let, let, let me fill up your glass real quick before we get rolling today. Drink it in, man. <laughs> this is your host, Derek Oakry, here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. And man, I, I can't say enough how much I appreciate the love. You guys are all supportive, reaching out to me, um, sending me DMs, saying, man, I'm going to miss the shows, but, you know, get better, take a week off, you work, you're a hard worker, you put out content left, right, and center. No, nobody's doing three Lion shows a week except me, um, but I, I just need to get away. I need to get this voice right. It's pretty much there. I mean, I'm going to try not to cough or, or mess up my voice too much here on the show, but I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be talking some Lions, and like I said, I can't thank you guys enough for the love and support, not only last week when I couldn't do the show. But before I got rolling here on this episode, I was like, I put a tweet out at Derek Oakry on Twitter. And I was like, I'm ready to roll this week. I'm ready to talk Lions. I'm ready to get back to the shows. And man, just really liked the uh, the comments, the direct messages, the replies, the likes, the retweets that I got. Um, just just can't thank you guys enough for listening to the show and supporting it and, and, and drinking that Detroit Kool-Aid like we do here on Wednesdays and Fridays. Drink it in. Drink it in. Drink it in, man. That's what I'm talking about. So, thank you for that. I thank you for giving me the time to get get back. Like I said, I hadn't been sick in forever. Cough, sore throat, fever. You know, I don't. I don't want to give you bore you with all the details, but it was rough. I was in some rough shape. It was hard to talk. It's hard to breathe. It was hard to deal with last week. But I thank you guys for everything. And what I really want to say before we get rolling on the show is, I want your questions. I feel like we're in the point of the off season where I really want to do Lions questions from you guys on Twitter, or maybe I have to put out something on on a Facebook feed or something like some way to reach everybody where they can just send me a million questions and I can just sit here and do a few episodes where I'm just like one question after another. I'm giving you guys shout outs on your, on your Twitter handles. I'm, I'm goofing on you. If you got a horrible Twitter handle, um, you know, I know there's some of the great listeners out there that I interact with on a daily basis that, uh, I love to answer what you want to know. You know, what are you thinking? What questions do you have? What do you want to hear me uh, rant and rave about? What do you want to hear me talk about here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast? So I'm going to have to find a way to get those, get those rolling, get those questions out of you guys. I know you guys are like me where you're scrolling through Twitter, you're going through other feeds on social media, and you're just like, 
you're reading, you're seeing, but you know, there's not as many people that will hit that comment button or send you the direct message. You know, it kind of just scrolling through. There's so much stuff coming through and I get it. Trust me. I know there's people out there that are seeing and hearing the show and seeing my comments, but I don't expect a ton of uh, replies all the time. But when I say I need your lion's questions, I need your Lions questions, so we're going to have to get that going here on the Kool-Aid cast. We'll get some of my guests uh, back here in the next couple weeks. That'll be tremendous as well. And like I said, what's crazy is, so I say it every week, that like people act like there's nothing to talk about with the Lions. I'm not sure what I want to do on the show. I got a lot of stuff. I really just got some bullet points today, as I do most days, but I'm going to try to entertain you. I'm going to try to talk some Lions, some of the hot topics, some other random things I got on my brain. And like I said, it, we're about a month away, less than a month until training camp. I was looking at the schedule the other day. It will be preseason in like a month and a week or something like that. That's crazy. I cannot wait for football to return. We're going to get a regular, actual regular, regular season this year. Fans, training camp, preseason, regular type meetings and, and team preparation, new coaching staff, new everything. You guys have heard me rant and rave about that. So... With no further ado, I mean, let's get into this episode of the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Uh, what I what I want to get to first, let's just get into it right off the bat. Maybe some hot takes, some stories. Did you guys see, I believe this came out on NFL.com, TJ Hawkinson is the number one, the top tight end under the age of 25 years old. He's also doing big things at TEU down there with George Kittle and what, probably about 50 to 70 some other tight ends that are out there doing work, hanging out, probably broing out at the club and uh, doing their thing down there at tight end U. But TJ Hawkinson, like I said, I think this came out on NFL.com. It was picked up, you know, Pride of Detroit ran a story about it. Lions Wire, again, you guys can find all the great stuff from Jeff Risden and all the other great writers on Lions Wire as well as myself. I need to get myself going. I need some fantasy articles for you guys. You can be up on your fantasy drafts, which are right around the corner as well. I've been dragging my feet, I gotta admit, but I've been so busy with all my football drafts that I just uh, haven't got some articles going. But I'll get you guys top running backs, top wideouts, top rookies to look for. All those articles will be coming out here shortly. But go over to Lions Wire USA Today, Lions Wire. Check out all the great stuff by all the writers and, and hopefully some, some articles from me because uh, I really appreciate being part of that team and getting out, be able to put out content as well. But uh, yeah, TJ Hawkinson, I mean, this this guy, uh, again, you guys know me. I'm not a guy that's going to have every stat and number. Again, even when I was looking up this article, I'm like, man, I'm not going to like go down point for point with this article. But when I saw the headline, when I read it, to me, they're just hinting on the fact that TJ Hawkinson is, you know, what's, what's he, like 23, 24 years old. He's going to be his third year in the league. He had about 750-some yards catching last year. You know, stayed healthy for the, you know, after having some bumps there that rookie year. Really seemed to turn it on in regards to catch and run, being able to have some sure hands. I, I feel like he didn't have the kind of end zone drops and things that you were looking for. Now, I don't remember a ton of big plays. I mean, I remember he had one where he just kind of got behind the defense on a trick play, and that was about a 50-yarder. I want to say that was on Thanksgiving against the uh, Houston Texans there. But I would like to see him stretch the seam a little bit more. I would like to see him just be a red zone monster. But the type of work this kid's putting in with, with Kittle and company, like I think we're just scratching the surface with him as far as his route running, ability to catch the football, 
ability to get in the end zone. He's really, really coming out of his show when it comes to a personality perspective, which I love because when you watch his tape in college, I mean, he's hooting and hollering after big catches. He was up there enjoying himself. He was also just getting after you in the blocking game. I mean, if he got his hands on you, you were going in the ground, which I loved. But, you know, like I said on a previous show, like I think Hawkinson with more personality, being able to have fun is great. I just need him to know when to turn that on and when to be all business. You know, there's a little bit of both that you got to be. I don't want to be in too wild and crazy with the crazy hair, the beard, the laughing, the joke. Like, we need you to turn turn up the juice. And and what's crazy about tight ends? So he was in the top three or four, I want to say, probably stat-wise for tight ends. And it's like 750 and what do you have? Maybe four, six touchdowns, somewhere in that range. I mean... That's what's crazy about tight ends, especially if you're talking like fantasy football and stuff. Like the top guys are really getting anywhere from 750 to 900 some yards. On a great year, you're finding the end zone anywhere from 8 to 10, 11 times. On an average year, anywhere from 5 to 7 is a good year from the tight end position when you're finding the end zone. But I would really like Mr. Hawkinson to turn it up in regards to catches, big plays, yards, and like I say, I just want him in that sweet spot, seven to to ten type touchdowns, you know, being able to be a guy that needs to get doubled in the red zone, a guy that you just know we're gonna go to if you don't if you don't give him extra attention. And if you give him extra attention, hopefully I can throw it outside to Tyrell, St. Brown, the slot. We'll see what Pyramid's got. There's a little bit of question marks about him. We'll see. Hopefully he can turn it up like his pops did back in the day. And then you got Quintez as well. So, like, you know, I, I just think Hawkinson probably will be the lead, you know, pass-catching target. I think his stats, as long as he stays healthy, will be right up in that top couple. I wouldn't be surprised if Tyrell has a pretty big year, to be honest, based on what people think he thinks he will do. But, yeah, it was great to see, see Hawkinson at the top slot. The kid's young. He made big strides last year. He was picked high in the top seven, eight. And he's starting to show it. And some people can say, ah, tight end, you know, it's a luxury spot. It's this, is that. Like, in today's game, I mean, look at the good teams. They, they, they have a dynamic tight end that can run, can catch, can flex out, can block when you need to, can run a few gadgets when you need to, and is a guy that when the field gets condensed inside the 20s, it's just a guy that the quarterback, you know, can see over the middle of the field, can run little precise routes and get it to them, and, and they're big bodies, so they can shield corners off, you know, get behind linebackers, things like that. So I really think this was a great article. Hawkinson, I think, is going to be fun to watch, which the whole Detroit Lions team is going to be fun to watch with this new coaching staff and letting people be themselves and kind of get out of their shells a little bit. But uh, if he's got the crazy hair, he's making plays, he's spiking in the end zone, he's whooping his teammates up, um, it's going to be a fun year, not only this year for TJ Hawkinson, but uh, as a Detroit Lion as well. So drink that in, everybody. Drink it in, man. Now, now my next topic, I'm going to kind of go rapid fire, as well as when I come after my break, uh, when I get my commercial sponsors in here, like... I'm going to finish up my series of Dollars Make Sense because I need to get the running backs and I need to get the kickers, punters, and specialists 
in as well. I'm probably going to do that on this show. Unless I run long, it might bump to Friday. We'll, we'll see what happens here. But uh, my next topic, because I'm kind of going uh, just random uh, right now, catching up from the, the last week or so. The Detroit Pistons with the number one pick in the NBA draft. I mean, fill up your glass, baby. That's blue Detroit Kool-Aid all day. Drink it in, man. I mean, it's about damn time that our uh, Detroit team didn't get shafted in the in the uh, in the lottery. You know what I'm saying? The Red Wings have felt it multiple times. The Pistons had a 14% chance. They snagged it up. Kay Cunningham, baby. I know you're going to hear so many radio shows and people trying to fill time talking about trades. You know I love to trade more than anybody. You know that draft picks are real valuable and you can you can flip them. Or, but the NBA is a different beast. You only got, what, 12 guys on a roster. Like, you pretty much just stick and pick. I mean, even if somebody gives you a ton of picks, it's not like the NFL. You know what I mean? So... You're just going to hear lots of crazy trade rumors, lots of people being talked about. Unless we're getting like a top 10 NBA player, uh, you know, that's also young, you just stay and you take Kate Cunningham, you add him to Sadiq Bay, you add him to Killian Hayes, and you got two point guards that are 6'8, can dribble, can pass, and you add him to, I don't know. Isaiah Stewart, oh, baby. Oh, baby. I mean, it, it's just bright for the Pistons. That they did such good things this past draft, getting those, those three young cats. Now to add a cake, Cunningham is going to be incredible. They got the new stadium, get the fans back. Like it, It's going to be Detroit basketball, baby. Yes, sir. <laughs> it's back, and I love it. So I had to get that in on the show. I know this is Lions talk. I know this is normally Detroit Lions Kool-Aid, but, I mean, I'm a big Piston guy. I'm a big basketball fan. So Detroit Kool-Aid right there for the Detroit Pistons. The number one pick, baby. Let's go. Drink it in, man. <laughs> All right, let, let's get back to Lions here. So an, another story I had was – like, all this hype that's going on with the rebuild and the Detroit Lions. Like, I come on here every week, serve up that Detroit Kool-Aid, get you guys all excited about everything, but is it just me? Or is this train just rolling after they put out that video, after the draft, after what they did in free agency? Like, fan base is really excited. I know I saw some people just getting all hype about being in Ford Field against the San Francisco 49ers. First week of the season... Full house, new coach, new quarterback, new skill players, big nasties up front on defense. We got some guys that can cover. We got a new scheme. We got new coaches that are gonna just gonna be all over the sideline with some energy and some juice. So I I don't know. I just I feel like I feel like the Lions have just kept this rolling. I mean, are you with me, everybody out there? Drink it in, man. <laughs> I mean, get yourself a glass, baby. It is going to keep rolling. And like I said, if the Lions can get off to a hot start, if the Lions can like come out the gates with a great plays on defense, an interception, imagine that. <laughs> Maybe sacking the quarterback. Maybe, I don't know, a deep pass over the top for a big touchdown rather than this nickel and dime offense that we've seen 
forever. Like, that's going to get everybody so hype, and I'm so ready for it. I'm just ready for a new team, new vibe, new everything. And like I said, come out hot so it keeps rolling because um, nothing has been able to dampen this Detroit Kool-Aid this offseason for the Lions. There's no doubt about it. Let me throw another curveball at you. You guys know I, I'm like the quietest dude ever, but I come on here on the show. I turn on the mic. I like to have some fun. I like to play some sound bites. I like to use my gimmick catchphrases. I try to make things that shouldn't be funny funny. You know why I do all that? Because for my whole life, I've been listening to the Jim Rome show. And Rome, I don't know how he does it, kind of like right now. I got nobody to throw a question at. I got nobody else to talk except me. This dude, for years, probably, what, 30 years now almost, he's been doing a solo radio show with a couple guys behind the glass, some hilarious sound bites, some hilarious callers, just legendary moments. So I just want to take a moment to say, like, Jim Rome is the man. That's why I always usually end my shows with, I'm out, because that's Jim Rome. You guys know I have a couple sound bites that I like to go to uh, that are that are Jim Rome quality here on the show. And uh, <laughs> last week was the Jim Rome smack-off, the 27th edition. I mean, some of you guys might not know this, but I'm trying to educate the people out there, because if you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, you got to get with the Jim Rome show. The smack-off, it happens once a year. It's the best of the best. The funniest callers on the show dial in. They talk junk about each other. They have funny sports takes. They do crazy gimmicks. <laughs> it's just it's just incredible on so many levels. I mean, you got you got Brad and Corona, the BIC. I mean, the guy has won the smack off. I think he he cashed another one in this year last week. That's six for him. The greatest of all time, they call him. You got Mark in Hollywood, <laughs> one of my favorite callers. This dude is from Philly. He's out in Hollywood trying to be an actor, but this guy brings the juice. I mean, he comes strong with his takes, comes after people, and always makes me laugh. You got Lef. Yeah, his name is Lef, L-E-F-F, in Laguna. <laughs> this dude has done a call from a chopper. <laughs> He's invaded the studio. He's got a, he's got, what does he have? Two, three smack off titles, whatever it is. Dude's been bringing the heat lately. And then you got this guy. You hear, you hear me come on the show most times and just rail on smug Aaron Rodgers, the NFL's favorite team, the Green Bay Packers. Why? I don't know if you've ever heard this on the show, but it's because the trophy is named after their coach. I mean, the city owns the team. A bunch of people in overalls are NFL owners. You hear me rag on the Green Bay Packers. But one thing in Green Bay that I'm not going to rag on is my man Caleb in Green Bay on the Jim Rome show. Caleb is one of the funnier dudes on that show. He always comes with a unique take. He's not going to give you the same old thing. He had another great call this year. He should have won. He had a little audio mishap, but when he got back on, he killed his call. It was hilarious. It was funny. He had great drops. He should have won the thing, but Brad and Corona, the BIC, won it again. I think Caleb got jobbed. I mean, I don't want to see Green Bay winning any football games when the football season starts, but Caleb and Green Bay should have won the Jim Rome Smack off 2027. I mean... 
incredible stuff. So I just want to take a moment. Again, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go on his website. There's a website too. It's crazy. It's by this dude. He's just a regular guy. It's called stucknut.com. And this guy had the genius idea decades ago. All he does is put up clips of the Jim Rome show. All the funniest callers, all the smack-offs all over the years, all the hilarious bits, the rants, the drops. And I don't know if this is what this guy does, but he's created a whole website that thousands and I don't even know how many, tens of thousands of people visit on the daily just pulling up these. It's like the, the greatest audio archive. I don't know why Rome just let him do this rather than monetize it, but stucknut.com you want to go hear some hilarious stuff go pull up go pull up flamian uh one of the funniest calls ever go go pull up <laughs> go pull up carl and rose mead's call i mean go pull up jeff enrichment <laughs> i mean i know you guys are here to listen to lions but i'm telling you this is hilarious stuff you'll thank me later and if you love the rome show I hope you're rolling in your car right now because you know what I'm talking about. These are legendary callers. The famous bit of the, uh, <laughs> uh, gosh, there's just so many. I don't even want to say them all because I'll just miss so many, but so many Jim Rome clips. I can go on there and just spend, you know, you go down the YouTube wormhole. I can go down the, the, the Jim Rome wormhole where I just start pulling up things and just laugh for days. So check it out if you haven't the smack off just ended it's not coming back till next year if you never listen to jim rome i i highly encourage you to he's got funny takes it'll take you a while it's kind of like i'm a seinfeld guy and like if you never watch seinfeld there's people like oh i don't it's a horrible show it's not funny it's not funny because you don't know all the inside jokes you don't get all the sly humor you don't get all the genius that is there so like if you go listen to rome you got to listen to him for at least a couple months and if you do that i guarantee you'll pick up on some of the funny bits the callers the way he runs his show i guarantee that you will enjoy it I, i i absolutely guarantee it is tremendous stuff just off the charts so go check that out and congratulations to brad and corona the bic the greatest of all time but caleb in green bay i've hit you up on twitter we send dms i did not see you out there when the lions got jobbed by the referees on monday night football but you're a classic jim Rome caller you will win a smack off someday it's unfortunate it wasn't this year but I'm here to tell you just tremendous stuff. So that's a total off off, <laughs> off the radar rant. I get it, but I'm telling you it's funny. I absolutely love the smack off again this year. Jim Rome's the man. Um, I, I love doing some of his funny stuff here on the show as well as I try to give him that respect at the end that everybody, and I just hit you with the we're out. Um, let, let's keep this thing moving. I got one more Lions thing before I take my commercial break, and that's this. I don't know if it was Pro Football Focus. Again, you guys know I do some work for Pro Football Focus. I I totally respect and see the behind the scenes of all the work that all these guys do. You guys would be amazed at the things that happen behind the scenes of Pro Football Focus. All the people that are working on all the different grading systems, all watching all this tape you know bringing all these stats and analytics together it's incredible and that's why i give them so much credit for their their grades and whatnot and people can say well they were wrong here they were wrong there oh they missed this one of course it's like the draft you're gonna miss at times but they compile all this data and it's 
some of it is based on the eyes of the beholder, but a lot of it is very analytical, very specific, and much respect to them. And I'm just glad to be associated with them for the the work that I get to do, the tape I've got to watch, the ability to kind of um, be involved with them. But I don't know if it was them, but I know there's been some of their writers and stuff on Twitter, especially been put on some hot takes where they'll just put up like a photo, a cool graphic of somebody with a little tagline. And those have been getting a lot of traction. I believe it was them. If it wasn't, I apologize. But I think they put out something that said DeAndre Swift, the perfect 2021 NFL running back. And that just got me hyped because... You know, the reason I'm a little hesitant that it was PFF, because one of these guys might have had that take, but Pro Football Focus is also the group that that, that didn't have Swizzle in the top 32, I don't think, of, of overall ranked running backs. But one of their writers, one of their graphic people, or somebody from another publication thinks that Swizzle is the prototype running back in 2021. And that means the guy can catch it, he can run, he's shifty, he can leap over you, he's athletic. He's super young. I think he was 21, 22 last year. He's going to be 22, 23 this year. Can just do everything you want on the football field. And now Lions fans were just thinking, like, what's what's the ceiling? Like, what can this guy do? Like, what, you know, are you going to get him the football? Is he going to be a productive player from a stats, you know, uh, perspective here in 2021 and beyond? You took him high in the second round. I know that they like to share the love at running back, but I'm here to tell you, when you take a guy at that spot that has that type of skill set, super humble, wants to see the team win, but I'm sure he wants the ball and wants to be able to make plays and help you win ball games. So, you know, I, I just think it's very pertinent to get the ball to DeAndre Swift and to feature him both in the run, the pass game, and he is, to me, kind of like everything you want in a running back, from youth to skill set to his off the field. And dude's marketable, too. If he starts putting up numbers, he's got the swaggy visor. He's got the arm sleeve. He's got, uh, you know, he's just got all the stuff you look for, like the swag on the field when it comes to his gear. But also, you know, he, he puts up that finger, quiets the crowd if he's on the on the road. I mean, he's just so smooth in everything he does. Like, I think he could be real marketable for the Lions. And, you know, like I said, kind of that next running back since Burry was here. Um, just absolutely love DeAndre Swift. I've invested in him heavily in fantasy football, basically across the board in all my leagues. I've been able to snag him up at good price points. But, gosh, I would love it if after this year this guy blows up and he's a top 10, 12, 15 running back that can do absolutely everything. I would absolutely love it. So whoever put that out, if it was pro football focus, if it was somebody else, I think you're on the right page because to me, there isn't too many that I put in front of DeAndre Swift when it comes to skill set and everything he brings to the table. So drink that in, everybody. Drink it in, man. All right, everybody. So... I've done what I've been known to do, which is rant and rave there on the show, but try to have some fun, try to talk lines, but I also gave you at least two to three things that were off the radar, totally off topic, but it is what it is. So, you know, 
before we go to my commercial break, like I said, we got some different sponsors. I'm working on some other sponsors here on the show. Just been, I've also been going a little bit light. I don't know if you guys have noticed that. I've kind of been real selective with a couple sponsors, kind of just keeping it to Reality Sports Online. Some of my promos for Believe in Lions on the Believe Podcasting Network. You guys can find that on Thursday. But you're going to hear my basic ad, which I got to redo, by the way. It wasn't my best, I must admit. But before I go to my break, I just want to tell you guys, if you love fantasy football, but you're tired of like the Yahoo, ESPN, 8-10 team league that you can do in your sleep or that you do with all your coworkers who you really don't want to be in a league with, but you are anyway, I'm telling you, like, go to realitysportsonline.com, get some of your real good buddies that love football, and just start like an 8-10-12-14 team league in this setup, which is very easy to do. Um contract based so you so you get that that factor in there make real big rosters so you can do a whole bunch of trades because everybody knows trades are the best thing in fantasy football as in regards and the the rookie drafts are incredible this has a free agency auction where you got to like bid on people so it's like a great mix of dynasty salary cap rookie draft free agency auction all these things come together so you can make up your team so it's just incredible so you hear my basic ad here in a moment i believe but i just wanted to pump it up again and say go to realitysportsonline.com you'll hear me call it rso a lot you can find them on twitter as well just put in at reality sports uh it'll, it'll pop up for you and uh Go check them out, please. Uh, go to their website. Like I said, I don't know if if, uh, if I got the Oakry promo code going or I used to have a promo code Kool-Aid. I have to get back with them and see if I can get those official promos so they know that I'm sending you their way. But whatever you do, sign up for a league this year. Get that thing rolling. Enjoy some fantasy football. It'll be way better than some stock you know, Yahoo league that you've been doing for years that is just no fun at all. And if you love football, I mean, these these are the best leagues to be in. There's no question about it. So let's do that. We come back from the break. Um, I, I'm going to go short but sweet on uh, running backs and specialists. I'm going to tell you why I got them combined, why I'm finishing my um, Dollars Make Sense series with them. And then we'll get up out of here for this week. So everybody take a quick break. We'll be right back. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, I am fired up. I am excited to tell you about one of our new great sponsors. Now, by now, most of you have probably heard of Reality Sports Online, the powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, it's time to go see what the buzz in the Dynasty fantasy community is all about. Free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, first-round rookie options, and so much more. Think it sounds complicated? It's not. The best thing about Reality Sports Online Fantasy Front Office 
is that it doesn't take any more time than a standard league. It just requires more strategy. Do you think you're among the fantasy elite? Well, this is the platform to test your mettle. Still not sure? You can test your general manager skills for free in a mock free agency auction. So here's what I need all you guys to do. Head over to Reality Sports Online. You'll hear me talk about it on the show and call it RSO. Head over to Reality Sports Online and check them out right now. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, what's going on, everybody? What's going on, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers? You know what it is right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Drink it in, Drink that Detroit Kool-Aid. I, I filled up your glass there on the beginning part of the show. I hyped you up. Got you all fired up about the Lions. This is the show you come where you don't want to get bored with a bunch of, like, you know, let's talk about the analytics. Let me walk you through. I, like, this is where I just, like, straight up, like, if you're talking to me, sitting at a bar, restaurant, catch you at a tailgate at a game, or we're just sitting here hanging like 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 friends do or whatever try to jump on here and just straight up talk football have fun and and keep it pretty light so like i hope i filled up your glass with detroit kool-aid honolulu blue flavor there on the front part of the show and like i said i've been giving you my dollars make sense series where i've been taking a couple different positions and talking to you about their contracts how it all fits and works for the team and i looked at what i had done i basically worked through all the positions except for running backs and then I got your punters, your kickers, and your long snappers. And, you know, I'm not one to just leave it open-ended. And I'm actually really excited about the running back position. Not so much about punters and kickers, but they're people too. But running back's very intriguing. And, and the reason these are kind of good that they're bundled up together at the end is because I feel like both of these, you know, position groups have been disrespected by the NFL. I feel like punters, kickers, and long snappers are somewhat rightfully disrespected. Now people are going to come on, oh, no, 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 no. Special teams is a third of the game. It makes and breaks. You win and lose football games by special... No, you don't. Like, I, I know if I was working in an NFL front office, I'd have to give you that speak. You hear a lot of people out there tell you that gunners, snappers, punters, flip fields, and yes, they're part of the game. Are they that impactful that now we're kicking the ball the end zone every time? There's really no returners in the game that are you have to worry about too much. Your long snapper, what is he, miss snap one or two every blue moon? I mean, it's really not that big of a deal. So I understand why they get kind of disregarded. You know, Rich Eisen has the shirts, you know, kickers and or punters or people do whatever the shirt is. Like, I'm sure you can go pick that up somewhere if you wanted to. I wouldn't advise it. But they are people. I've ragged on many a punter here on the show for the Detroit Lions. <clears throat> Sam Martin, you 
piece of garbage. Does Sam Martin in Denver still wear the fanny pack, the pine tar, the uh, double gloves, the towel, the beach towel that he bring out there, the extra towel that he would sit by the towel? I mean, this guy had more gimmicks than the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. And, I mean, they're checking people in the sport we shall not speak of here on the show. I mean, somebody go check Sam Martin, see what he's got in his hands or in that fanny pack of his, because this dude, all he's got to do is hold the football for the kicker, and I swear, he's got every gimmick known to man, and he's not that very good of a punter as well. He cost us a playoff game. He cost us many a times when the chips were down for that bum, so glad he's out of here. I'm glad he's out of here because he was Stafford's boy, and... He just sick of that guy singing in sync and whatever else he was doing. So I don't have much love now. The Jason Hansons, much respect. You know Matt Prater, everybody loved him. I mean, he got a little, you know, wide left, wide right the last couple of years where he wasn't my boy as much anymore. But I mean, he was he was decent at times from fifty plus. But let's go ahead and start with the running backs. I mean, to me, Detroit's been craving a running back. Since number 20 left, we've tried to take first rounders, second rounders. We've tried to find people in the fifth round. We tried to bring in Rudy Johnsons of the world. We've tried to bring in, uh, what was it, uh, just some of these cast off veterans that we thought were going to be good. We've, like I said, we've had Kevin Smith. We've had Java Best. We've had Kevin Jones. <laughs> we've had. Gosh, just everybody, like, I mean, Joyke Bell, all these people in the backfield, and, like, we can never get it right. So when I'm talking dollars and cents, the Lions, they did spend a pretty high draft resource, a high second-round pick, you know, the top three picks there in round two, somewhere in that range for DeAndre Swift. You know we swizzle here on the show. As I said earlier, I'm looking at it right here. Dude's 22 years old heading into this season. He signed a four-year, $8.5 million deal. Yes, that's $8.5 million for four years. <laughs> swizzle makes $2 million basically, 2.1 this season. On average, I mean, that's where he's at. That's an absolute steal for what this guy can do on the football field. I mean, I love what he brings. I love that contract. What's crazy, if you look about it, you always hear me tout NFL contracts. And if you look at it, some of the top 10, top 15, yeah, they're still somewhat expensive. But, like, it goes down dramatically. Like, you get into the second round, we're at the top of the second round. A guy makes $2 million on average for four years, and you have that fifth-year option if he absolutely blows up. That's that's how you build a football team because there's always talent in rounds one, two, three, four of the NFL draft. And you're getting these guys at peanuts. Now, they got to stay healthy. If they really ball out, NFL has some, some things in there that you will have to pay these guys at a higher rate if they start making Pro Bowls and being the best of their position. I get that. But love this guy. love that contract. Absolutely incredible. Let's go to Jamal Williams. We brought him in from the Green Bay Packers. Normally, I would have to just go on a 10-minute rant about that, but I kind of already did that earlier in the show, as well as I gave Caleb from Green Bay some crazy love for the Jim Rome smack-off. But Jay Swaggy, I think, I forget his full Twitter handle, but if you don't follow him, go follow him on Twitter. The funniest guy in the world. Now, this guy's won me over with his personality. He keeps talking about, like, oh, Sears are going to be great. I can't wait. I can't wait. Like, again, Jamal Williams, I love all that, but I can't say he was high on my radar 
until he put on a Lions uniform with his skill set. I liked him coming out in the draft process. He's done some nice things in the league, but there wasn't anybody really clamoring for this guy the last couple years, either in fantasy football or, like I said, he would just get some plays here or there. He's not, you know, ultra dynamic in the past game. He he hasn't been like this big bruising back. He's not ultra elusive, but he's pretty good at everything, which is nice for the Lions. He's 26 years old heading into this year. He signed a two-year, $6 million deal, so that's three mil on average. I mean, again, that's a nice little steal. I think Gus Edwards for the Ravens just got five-plus mil. Um, I think those are comparable-type running backs. You know, Edwards has had better success just because the team he plays for, but I really like what Jamal Williams brings to this team from a personality perspective, his off-the-field, his juice in the meeting rooms, as well as I think he can do some things. I think I don't think he's – an you know, again, towards the end of the year, Adrian Peterson. I mean, Jamal Williams might be what I was saying in those first couple of games when Adrian Peterson was this. Adrian Peterson! You know, he's making plays, scoring touchdowns, doing his thing. So I think Jamal Williams, the first few games, might find that end zone, might make a few plays, dance after the play, and be a fan favorite in Detroit. So, yeah, I'm more than willing to pay him three mil per to tout that, tout that, tote that rock with Swizzle, as well as bring that juice that the Detroit Lions need. The Lions in the seventh round took Jamar Jefferson, 21-year-old running back, heading into this year, four years, $3.5 million in total. That's an average amount of only $889,000. I mean, if you go back and watch the you know, draft video Lions put out, I mean... I think I hinted on it on my recap that I did. That was either on this show or that might have been on Believe in Lions, which you guys can find on the Believe Podcasting Network. Just throw it in your old Google machine or drop that on your podcast platform and find that show. I broke it all down, and one of the things I loved the most was when Dan Campbell reached over to uh, Brad Holmes and said, what you thinking right here? And <laughs> Brad Holmes looked up at him like he was crazy. He's like, I'm about to take this kid from Oregon State. What you think? <laughs> I mean, highest guy on my board. He just seemed to love his skill set. I mean, the guy's getting rave reviews. Is maybe one of the big-time sleepers and steals of this draft. Again, crazy young. Makes no money. Catch it. Can run it. Better play speed than time speed. He's not going to wow you at the combine. But I think this kid can really play some football. Just looking down the depth chart, I mean, you just got Michael Warren, who they just brought in, 22 years old, one year, 660K, just to kind of see what he's got type of thing. This guy might have a little something for you, too. I mean, interesting prospect, kind of a kid coming out of Cincinnati, I believe. I mean, I'm interested in him. And then Dedrick Mills, this is the kid out of, uh, undrafted kid out of Nebraska, I believe, has stuck around. And the Lions went ahead and cut Rakeem Boyd, who I liked a lot, said he had an injury waiver or some something like, I'll be curious if he pops back up, if he didn't get picked up by anybody else either on that practice squad. Uh, a lot of people liked what he brought to the table as well. And let me see, are the Lions, are we carrying a fullback this year? I think they finally got rid of Nick Bodden, who I thought was going to be a hammer for this team when they took, when Bob Quinn took him with what, like a fourth or fifth rounder. And the guy just ended up being nothing. I, I don't know. I don't think the Lions are going uh, 
going fullbacks from what I can tell here on a good old spot track. If you want to check out these contracts, go check it out. So I don't know. They might have a couple guys in camp, but nobody's that's that's jumping off the salary cap right here. So basically, Brad Holmes is just saying, hey, I'm going young cats. Swizzle at 22, Jefferson 21 years old, the vet slash juice machine, Jamal Williams. And then I'm taking a couple of flyers on undrafted guys, and who knows, maybe a veteran gets cut or something, or a guy that can catch the football, and you bring him in to be kind of that backup player. But they're going pretty light, pretty young, pretty cheap. At the running back position, I think lots of Lions fans are excited about that. All right, let's see. I, I even got to I gotta find the specialist here on my sheet. I, I got to say, I didn't take my normal bullet points on these guys like I have in the past. Well, where the heck are the kickers? Are they, they even on here? Or did they forget about them too? All right, long snapper, the old LS position. Guess who? Death taxes and Don Muehlbach, dude's 39 years old. <laughs> He's on a one-year, I mean, gosh, must be nice, Don Muehlbach. One year. million I mean (laughs) dude makes like what what is is that like that's nearly what Swizzle makes I mean that's more than Jamar Jefferson the young cat makes at running back like just to snap it what you know less than 10 times a ball game I mean gosh almighty that's incredible but like I said this dude's a rock he just been here I, I was all for kind of replacing him because I just felt like hey you know, I, I know you can snap for days. You could probably snap for another three, four years, to be honest. But it just seems like you could turn that position over and pay them half the amount as well. But they've kind of stuck with it. I'm trying to find my – oh, here's my kickers. Randy Bullock, dude's 31 years old, been in the league nine seasons. Don Muehlbach, 17 seasons. Oh, baby, that's incredible. Um Randy Bullock, again, one year, 1.750, so um, just a little bit more than, than the Mule makes. I mean, that's, that's cheap for a kicker. They were kind of paying uh, Prater quite a bit, so I'm kind of glad they just moved on. I mean, again, kicker is kicker. You know, you, there's only a few dynamic ones in the league, and, and I'm just going to kind of roll a guy out there as long as he can put it through the majority of the time. I'm happy. I do like the guys that can boom it from 50. That's nice. Bullock, to me, is kind of a guy that's just going to be a, a basic kicker. You know, he's going to be good from 45 in. You know, you get a few deep kicks, and he'll miss a few. I'm sure that'll frustrate us as Lions fans, but not a big deal there. They also do have a Matthew Wright. Looks like he's a either an undrafted or kind of a camp you know body that's brought in he doesn't have any legit experiences 25 years old one year 780k and and who, who let's uh, who's punting for us these days oh yeah it's the one and only jack fox the all pro punter at 24 years old i mean this guy had a tremendous year last year i'm kind of surprised they they brought him again kickers punters whatever they just gave him a one year 780k i want to say they were able to get him on a review reserve futures type deal so you know if this guy comes out and booms it again because there were times last year where like Jack Fox would hit the football, and that thing was just uh, 
a rocket, you know, the height, the distance. I mean, the placement this guy had was really good. So I'm not going to go do backflips over a kicker, but I think we did see uh, his pops when I was at that Atlanta game, and we, we dapped him up. We're like, oh, your son's incredible, you know, and then when he walked away, I was kind of like, I mean, it's a punter, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um, no, seriously, he seems like a real good kid, real, real nice talent back there, and like young, cheap um, guy. They'd probably keep around at the punter position. I'm sure there's going to be a little bit of uh, another kicker, another leg come in, but that's all you're really looking at, specialists. Like, and we're talking about return guys. I mean, they'll have a few like extra wide receivers, or corners, or whoever's going to go back there and return kicks. I'm not too worried about that because everything is basically a touchback these days. But you gotta hone in on those running backs it's going to be real important I, I wouldn't put it past the Lions to add a wide receiver maybe a, a different type or you know they they showed interest in Todd Gurley I'm recording a little bit early this week I'm here to tell you it's looking like Todd Gurley's not going to sign with the Lions and I think that's a good thing because that's going to get Swizzle and Jefferson and Jamal Swaggy some more touches now, you did see me on Twitter kind of say, hey, you know, if Gurley wants to come in here and be a role player and give us some um, protection for injuries, I'm all about it. But it seems like there's been too much haggling now about uh, contracts and him taking other visits and whatnot. So I probably just pass on it at this point and roll with who you got as well as, like I said, maybe a bargain comes up with a nice veteran or a good um, dynamic player you can bring in for cheap. But I think the Lions are going to make a big play um, for somebody that was going to be one of my hot takes off the top. I think the Lions are going to sign up a really exciting veteran safety, veteran wide receiver, or, or maybe add to the run game. That really gets people excited. And I'd be all for it, you know, maybe even a nasty linebacker as well because, um, you know, they're going to do something right before camp that's going to get people excited. I'd say in the next two to three weeks, expect something to go down when it comes to a, a nice type signing or somebody gets cut loose that you didn't expect in the lines or front of the line ready to sign them up. So good stuff there. Um let me take a look. Like I said, it's a little bit early in the week, but you know what I think I'm going to do on the Friday Kool-Aid cast? Detroit Kool-Aid on Friday. I think I'm going to give you guys the best case scenario across the board for new Lions quarterback Jared Goff. I'm going to serve up some Kool-Aid. I mean, I'm talking get a glass, get a jug, get a keg ready. Drink it in, man. <laughs> Drink it in, baby, because I'm going to give you everything I expect from this guy, how everything could go right, why this could be so incredible, why he's so important this year, next year, possibly a third and fourth year to the Lions and just butter you up uh, left, right, and center with uh, some Detroit Kool-Aid side of cornbread. Cornbread! Make cornbread. it a double. <laughs> um, so it might just be all buttery up Jared Goff talk on the Friday show. And then, like I said, you really want to tune in to my Believe in Lions show on Thursday mornings, which is going to drop, where I'm talking young pieces building blocks foundation pieces blue chip guys on offense and defense for the Lions. i got about six guys on both sides of the ball that i want to focus on that this isn't going to be like this is the Lions' best player right now this isn't going to be like this guy is going to hall of famer this is going to be these are the guys the lions seem to be investing in 
that you as Lions fans and Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers should be focused on as like, these are the guys we need to play well in 2021. These are the guys we need to build around. These are the guys that need to um, score touchdowns and, and, and play good defense and create turnovers here um, for now and for the future. So get into all that. That's kind of my plans for the week, but it's been fun. Just turn on the mic, talk in my butt off here on the show and again the quietest dude ever jumps on this show and i think i've been talking for 45 plus minutes with very limited breaths i don't take long pauses i don't talk very um in in segments i just go here on the detroit kool-aid cast so i thank you guys so much for listening drink that detroit kool-aid drink it in man Take care, everybody. I'll catch you Friday right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. I'm out. Drink it in, man.